Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 105. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about social networking sites like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, maybe eventually Google+, Plus, uh, and all this other good stuff. Stop teasing them. Stop teasing them. I know. I still... You know what? I, I've done a couple hangouts, uh, and I've enjoyed them. Uh, but I still never log into Google Plus. I really don't um, and have no desire to do so still. I mean, it's it's just not there. And and it's just because, again, I still not able to do it uh, via my Google Apps account. And so don't think uh, you'll get too much out of me about Google Plus until then, unless they announce like, you know, something else majorly awesome and I'll go check it out. But uh, Hangouts were cool and are cool, but um you know, uh, the uh, you know we did it for our mastermind group. Uh, got onto a, a Google Plus Hangout uh, with the folks from my mastermind group. Had a great time that one time. We've had two master mastermind group meetings since then, and uh, went back to audio only and sharing our screens. So nice. it was it was a, it was a great. It was a novelty. Uh, you know, the thing is, is I could still see doing some hangouts with the GSPN.TV community. Just firing it up and tweeting out, say, hey, let's hang out. But I just don't know about having to go and do all that Gmail login. Junk. You're going to, the fact that you're going to have to redo your entire profile all over again at some point. Yep. Just for you is your reason. And for me, I, I still think it's cool, but I honestly don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Right now. I just don't. Yeah, this is all. This is a show about social media. This is not not just a show about social media, but it is also our desire to have serenity in connecting with others. And right now, Eric, I don't know a single person that's on Google Plus that I'm not already connected to on Facebook or Twitter. That's a good point. Or LinkedIn. Yeah. So I and 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 as we, as you guys all know. By now, if you've listened to this, except for those of you who are just tuning in, which, by the way, welcome to Social Media Serenity. Um, the thing is, most people know right now that, you know, I've got an account on Facebook, but the only thing I do is look for the you know notifications that somebody's commented on something I syndicated there. And I do interact and engage there. Uh, occasionally, I do get a Facebook private message and, and it comes to my email. And yes, now I know that I can st- I can actually um uh, reply from my email but the thing is, is you know i use this thing called a blind carbon copy and i uh, do a, a bcc to my dropbox account with my uh, high rise and the thing is is of course if it's a facebook account it doesn't really register that at all to an individual so eh, you know it is what it is so well uh, here's a quick little piece of information just so that we can say we're not ignoring google plus um Google Plus has a, has opened up where in your profile you can now add your uh, education and employment so that some people think that might be a precursor to the soon coming brand pages. Employment. So I, I hope they don't do what uh, Facebook did that 
you know, as soon as you put your place of employment for like, for example, what if I was Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC or if I just put in podcast answer man and then all of a sudden like Facebook does, they immediately create this thing called a community page. You know, so I hope I hope they don't go and do that with their their employment and educational information kind of stuff. Well, I'm still struggling with the Facebook community page. <laughs> Oh, too funny. We're cranky old men. You know that? Yes. <laughs> this, Let's move on. <laughs> social media with cranky old men. We should change the name of the show. Uh, I'll tell you what. We've got some listener feedback that we're going to in, uh, include in various portions of the show. And uh, we're going to start things off here with uh, Jeff Gentry, who's going to bring up the the age old topic. You know, Facebook versus Twitter. Are they the same? Should you use them differently? Uh, and this is something we've certainly talked about quite a bit in the past, but uh, we're going to bring up here again uh, and see what Jeff Gentry has to say about it. So, Jeff, take it away. Hi, this is Jeff Gentry, X-Force 11, calling in for Social Media Serenity. Hey, Cliff and Eric, I understand that uh, this probably won't get played for another, I guess, two weeks because this is coming in on the 24th. Cliff's on vacation. Y'all have already recorded next week's app. But just talking about the conversation about Twitter versus Facebook. For me, Twitter is a communications and broadcast information tool. It lets me communicate with people back and forth and have conversations and broadcast out information. For me, Facebook is a information portal. I get information about people's lives as like, you know, a little bigger picture and there can be discussions on pictures and uh, you know, status updates and things like that. It's a whole pit you know, whole person kind of view of all of my friends, whereas Twitter is a conversation tool and a broadcast tool. You know, I use Twitter uh, in the place of, say, a chat, you know, the former where you could use chat, you know, like iChat or other stuff like that, and to broadcast out information, you know, to send people to websites and things like that. Whereas Twitter is, you know, uh, Facebook is just a different tool. I don't think it's going to go anywhere because it feels a need. And um, like I said in... Uh, uh, a blog post a little while back, uh, Facebook has taken the place of websites, uh, you know, personal websites. Uh, it's an easy way to find out what's going on with the person, you know, find out how they're doing in their life, their interests. It kind of does all that without you having to learn all those, those tools, and so it's taken that spot. So I see them as two different things, and I use them both. But I couldn't do without both. I couldn't do the stuff I like to do on Facebook, on Twitter, and and vice versa. I think Twitter does things better. So that's my comment, and uh, hope to hear from you all soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Very cool. Uh, you know what? Um, I just realized something as as uh, Jeff was talking there. That's the first time that I thought about it this way, and. And it's kind of a, a revelation to me. I never really thought of Facebook replacing personal pages slash blogs for the average person. 
Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, and that, that's one of the things. It's like you can write notes on there. You can write posts, um, share audio, video, all that. So why would somebody? I mean, unless they're going after being a quote unquote brand, personal or otherwise. Why would you need to go make a blog if you can just use your Facebook and connect with people that way? I well, that's devil's uh, advocate, I'm uh, right? Devil's advocate kind of thing, and I totally get that mindset. And I could, I would, I would certainly have a response to that kind of thinking. Uh, certainly, you know, the question is, um, you know, as far as is Facebook going to be around? Is Facebook going to take and sell your information to advertisers? Uh, Facebook is actually certainly putting advertisements in the right-hand sidebar of your site so that, for example, let's just say that I'm I'm just an average person, you know, and I might be, you know, I might be somebody's, you know, I, let's just say I am a 42-year-old mother and I am out there just sharing just stuff that I love and, and I'm even, because I remember they used to have things called, they actually call them notes, and so, and which are kind of like blog posts. Those still exist. Yep. And so, so maybe I'm putting notes out there, and I'm doing this, and and I'm kind of using, you know, my Facebook page, my Facebook account as my what would be my blog if Facebook didn't exist, and I really wanted to get out there and share stuff with the world. Well, the thing is, is what if my, you know, you know, my let's just say I have a son who who is very popular and. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's, you know, telling everybody about the stuff that his mom is doing. And so here you've got this son who's who's actually sending his his friends who are in their let's just say they're in their either their teens or early twenties, and they happen to be on the Facebook's Facebook site around eleven, twelve o'clock at night. And because of their demographic, all of a sudden they're reading their friend's mom's notes slash blog post, and there's pictures of provocative looking women in an advertisement on the right hand side of the page right seems to be me there's one reason why one reason why i may not want to be using you know at facebook as as my source of sending out information to the world because you know over in the sidebar there's these half naked women that are showing up for each of the you know 20 somethings that come to my site you know at night because that's how Facebook has set it up to where people can target certain demographics at even certain times and even in certain locations. You know, it's like, hey, meet hot women in Hebron, Kentucky. You know, it's like, do do I really want to promote that to the people who comes it? And, you know, so somebody else, uh, it's like Kim saying in the chat room, somebody else owns it and controls it. You know, but the thing is, is that um, you know, so, so what would I recommend instead? Something that's probably still pretty easy. Like for example, I like blogger, you know, I, I have no problem with blogger. Um, be, but that's because, you know, Google is not forcing advertisements on the side, but the thing is, is still somebody else owns it. And I think that as far as does somebody control it, I, I would say that, that with blogger, um, you know, Although Google owns it, they still give you a great deal uh, of control. Now, Jonathan's saying he's pretty sure that Blogger has ads too, and I don't recall that. Um, of course, th- a lot of things could have changed since the last time I used Blogger. Uh, but then in that case, I would maybe go over to WordPress.com, and maybe they've gone to something. And then I would go to Tumblr, and maybe they've added some of this stuff. And then I would go to Posterous. I, I would keep... I would. There are a ton of services out there 
that allow a person to create a personal account to share with the world. You know, what's going on in their lives, the things they're thinking, poke pictures and all this other stuff. Um, and, uh, the th- and, and I, sh- and I sh- certainly having your own blog, running it on your own hosting account, there's an expense with that. And there's also the technical hurdle that comes along with that. But there are some other things, but I can certainly see where the desire to go out to a posteress, a Tumblr, a blogger, a wordpress.com or whatever other flavor of the day that is really easy to set up. None of them are probably as easy as just signing into Facebook and just boom, having it and entering in all your information. So I never really thought of Facebook being something that deters people from actually creating a third party out there, you know, a, 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 you know, their own kind of identity in their own place where they have a little bit more control. But yeah, I, I actually, I see it happening. I think it, definitely the low barrier to entry to where, you know, suddenly you're like, oh, I, there's my friend. Oh, there's my mom. Oh, there's my friend. You know, you don't have to get, you don't have to try to get drive your traffic to your blog post because it's right there in people's news feeds already because they're your friends. Right. So that low barrier to entry is really a, a factor. So, yeah. So, so a different, you know, people oftentimes like say, you know, well, you know, Twitter and Facebook, how are they alike? How are they different? And certainly uh, I can see the appeal for somebody to say, you know what? I really like Facebook and I have no interest in Twitter. And, and this idea of using Facebook as your own personal kind of blog slash photo sharing site slash video sharing site even slash all this other stuff and it's all built into one and it happens to be the most popular network on the face of this planet and like you know like like 205 percent of the people on earth have 3.5 accounts on there <laughs> i mean it's just ridiculous how many people are on there so so i can see i can see the draw of of facebook yeah for the for the average person and to use it for way more than what what I even even gave it credit for. And and you know what's funny is is I call this a revelation, but when Facebook when I was first introduced to Facebook, um I think it was like 2006, I believe, maybe 2007. But when I was first introduced to Facebook, uh it was 2007. Uh when I was first introduced to it, Twitter did not exist. And of course I had a blog and I remember saying, you know what? I'm going to start doing a video blog update, but it's going to be Facebook only. Do you remember those days? I do. Those, Cause those, I think some of that stuff's still out there. <laughs> and, 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 and I remember I would, and I remember, you know, taking my blog post that I would post on my blog and I would actually uh, syndicate that into my notes on Facebook and so I don't know why I forgot about that being, you know, kind of a an appeal for people, but I can certainly see it now. And Twitter certainly does not offer the ability for you to do a, you know, an extended blog post behind 140 characters, which I think is one of the reasons I still prefer Twitter. The brevity? The bre- yeah, just keep it short and simple and let's move on with life. Yes. Although, you know, I found a <clears throat> couple cool tools that have helped me share on Twitter some pretty amazing things. You know, I'm not a fan of uh, Twit Longer and all that other jazz. Right. You know, where it links off. Although I am a fan of uh, of just doing your own kind of version of Twit Longer. So <clears throat> occasionally I'll find something that I want to share. And what I'll do is I'll do a screen grab of it. 
you know, so it's, it's, it's actually an image and I'll say, you know, and it'll be like two paragraphs of something written and I'll just do a screen grab of it, throw it up to my cloud app, which by the way, you can go to cloudapp.com or is it get cloud app? Get cloud app. Yeah. Get cloudapp.com. And what you can do is you just do a screen grab, you throw it up on getcloudapp.com and then it automatically copies a link and then you go into Twitter. It's like, hey, you know, here's this, this, this and this and, and uh, you know, click here to see more. And then I put a little arrow and I hit paste. And of course, I've turned my 140 characters into something that is a teaser for, you know, something that you might spend, you know, the next two or three minutes reading. Well, I would say that that's not necessarily doing twit longer. Because with twit longer, you're cutting off mid sentence or mid word. Even yes. you're you're having a concise thought to a screen capture. Yes, which is accomplishing the same thing, but it's a different, a very different method. So I don't kind of see it as the same. Yes, thing. that you know what you may because I, I was wondering why is it that I'm so opposed to using twit longer personally, but I'm not opposed to doing what I'm doing. And and I think you you nailed it on the head there with um with the idea of is it's not stopping half mid sentence going dot, dot, dot click here for more. Yep. Yeah. I love that. That's perfect. That's why I don't, I, that's what I didn't like about the twit longer. I, I, I totally agree. And the same thing with the Facebook links that, you know, where it cuts off a Facebook status update when it gives you dot, dot, dot click here for the Facebook link. It's a little, it, it, it is a little bit different. It, it's like, you know what? You get the full teaser. And if you're interested in what's at this link, then you'll click it. If you're not, totally cool. But you don't have to click here just to see the rest of my thought. Exactly. Yeah. Give me a clear, concise thought or headline. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you for sending that in. And uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, what do you think about Hilo? Hilo, Hilo. is... That makes me think of Battlestar Galactica because there was a, a character on there called Hilo. But anyway, um, which is on, my wife and I finally sat down and we watched that a few months ago all straight through on Netflix and it was well worth watching. So, suggest to anybody out there who hasn't watched it, go do it. Uh, Hilo is done by one of the, uh, the Twit Pick founder, Noah Everett, unveiled Hilo. I can't stop saying it that way. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a mocking tone. Um, Hilo looks like Twitter. It looks like Twitter. I mean, it looks like somebody did a cheap knockoff of Twitter and expected you to just decide to use it without giving any real good reasons as to why this thing's better. That's my first impression. <laughs> so, by the way, this is H-E-E-L-L-O dot com in case Eric probably just said that. But... um. Anyway, so I'm going to go in here and I'm going to do your name and I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do my whole fake name that I, that I, I kind of like my little Frank Vosterkliff <laughs> just as my alter ego. And then uh, let's see if I can get Frank Vosterkliff in here and uh, let's see here, put my email. Oh, I don't want that email address. Let's do feedback at GSPN. No, I don't even want that one. Uh, let's do... Um, Oh goodness! What do I want to do? What email address? Uh, you know what I do? I'll do this one. Cliff at. And let's choose a password. Um, ooh, tough one here. Oh, that is the right pronunciation. Hilo. Yeah. 
All right, and then uh, so my gender. Let's. Uh, you're really signing up on this. I, I'm really. I just. I want to see it. I, you, well, you. If you go to. Um, to. You go to the the site and you go down and say click see Hilo in action. It takes you to Noah Everett's account and you can see it. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I'm gonna. I want to see it firsthand. <laughs> oh, I must. I have to be more than 13. So let me choose an earlier oh, year to be born. It. Password is invalid. They didn't like one, two, three, ABC <laughs> exclamation mark. Your kid, your kid, your kids put a password on there too. <laughs> no, let's do this. I'll do. I'm gonna just to choose some random gibberish, and hit next. Uh, it didn't like that one. You must provide at least thirteen. Oh, well, of course. Let, let me go. Oh, so I have to change my fix my password and type in my gibberish. All right, and then hit next. Username is already who already has Frank Vostercliff. Seriously, <laughs> what the heck? That's, that's hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna be Frank Vostercliff too, and now I have to change my date of birth and do my gibberish before somebody else listening live goes and does <laughs> Frank Vostercliff too before me. Oh come on, that oh the email address is already in use. So oh forget it. I give up on you. Okay, I don't like Hilo. <laughs> anyway, if you go back to Hilo.com yeah, let's and do you that. go to under share what you're doing with pings, you go to see Hilo in action and just click that. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm clicking there now. And so, yeah, that looks a lot like Twitter. Really looks like the generic brand cola version of Diet Coke. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Um, it matter of fact, it looks it looks the way that it functions is pretty much identical. Um, although it does break it down by dates, I kind of like the little dates. Oh no 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 no! Eighteen replies. Sorry, they got something that Twitter ain't got. Where? Uh, just uh, go back to the main page. Go to. Noah's page. Go to Noah's page. Oh, it's got threaded comments, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, threaded comments are right there. Eighteen. Well, it's it's all the it's, reply. It's all the replies. I don't know that. Oh, that's right. They're just replies. So that it, it's still doing the, the echo. Although this first one here, the meta catastrophe or whatever, it says slash me kick self for not taking more, blah blah blah. It only does not code, and I don't see the at. As, yeah, because as I'm going down through the 18, none of those people are responding to the other people. It's all just actual yeah. responses to that one message. My official feeling about Hilo is it's a copycat and it's not going to take off. No. I'm God, sorry. And Unlike was, Google+, Plus, which has some originality, this does not. Yeah. It has rephrasing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a, like a complete clone of 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 Twitter. Anyway, so I, you know what? I'm glad I'm not going to sign up. Although I probably have an email over here in my feedback address that <laughs> says, dude, click. Yeah. Matter. Welcome to, it says, welcome Frank Vostercliff. <laughs> I just delete that. <laughs> ah, too funny. Alrighty. So what else do we got? What's next? Hey, did you know that buffer app is coming out for Facebook? 
I did see that. And you can, you know, if you're an existing member, you can sign up for like first access to be to start buffering your updates to Facebook. Have you looked into this at what they're going to offer? Um, what it says is that it's going to work exactly the way it does with Twitter. You're going to have your, your browser extensions and your buttons and you'll be able to hit add to buffer now and it will work for for profiles as well as pages. Profiles and pages. Now, what I'm hoping is that this ties into my existing Buffer account. So, like, if I wanted to send something to... If I hit Buffer app, I could select, say, one or two Twitter accounts, as well as maybe a Facebook page, or one Twitter... My personal Twitter account and my personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I'm not wanting for this to be a separate whole Buffer app for Facebook only. Which I don't think they'll do. Right. No, I hope not. Uh, this, I, I want to say that if they have a single sign-on, this having buffer buffer app for Facebook working with pages, this is where I could see, okay, this is, this is where I could potentially say, wow, buffer may become the place I go to actually schedule all of my updates. Right. And then potentially I could turn off the syndication from Twitter to Facebook and choose there? No, probably not. Nope. No, because you still want to... This is for scheduled stuff, you know, major promotional type things to a page or... well, no, the thing that's that's not all. You don't have a page, though. I don't have a page right now. And the reason why is I don't have a strategy for a page. Um, this could fit into a strategy for a page, but you have to formulate the strategy first. That's right. That's exactly right. I have to come up with what are my desired goals to, you know, as far as why am I creating this page, this additional online presence, and what am I going to do? How am I going to engage? What? How do I decide? How do I decide what's success for me when it comes to my you know, reason for having this thing here. But so. this could, if for a Facebook profile, you could select some of the stuff that like your, your quote or this or that, that you're not live tweeting and sending everywhere. So well, basically some of the stuff, the stuff there's a, you, you have your Twitter strategy right now where you're, you're well over tweeting, so to speak at GSPN and underscore extreme. But then at GSPN, you're using Buffer on that. And I would say that some of the strategy from using Buffer on your GSPN Twitter account would go over to your Cliff Ravenscraft Facebook profile Yeah, with this. Yep. The thing is, though, is that, um, you know, and of course, my GSPN, I'm still putting out in some random tweets here and there. And what I was saying before about using uh, Buffer app, if you go to Buffer app, uh, one of the things that I like about them is that... Um, you like for example, you have the option to type in your thing, and you can add hit add to buffer, but you mm-hmm. can still click tweet now, right? You know, and so so what I'm saying is that th- this could become the interface for me to tweet or to send status updates, and then I could oh I gotcha choose at the top. Like for example, um, you know, like for example, I am not logged in all the time in my web browser to my Hunger Games podcast. Now, of course, I am using the official desktop Twitter app, but what if I'm out somewhere? And I want to send an update to, you know, I want to send out one update, one certain update to my GSPN account and another update to my Hunger Games account. And so they're two different updates and I want to send them now. Well, I would sign into Buffer app 
so that I could actually log in and then I could click and say, here's the one for this tweet now. And uh, okay, here's Hunger Game, Hunger Games. I'm going to choose that, uh, that icon and I'm going to tweet that now or add that one to the buffer. Yeah, I got it. Does that make sense? Yep. So, so that, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I could see this potentially being very important to me in the future. So as long as they add it in as, as if Facebook profile, your personal profile and Facebook pages that you have kind of show up just as if it was like another Twitter account. And this, and, and that's one of the reasons why I love it. It's, it's buffer app.com. It's not buffer Twitter app. Dot com. You know, it, it, it is buffering and, and you can buffer all your stuff. As a matter of fact, I, I'd love to see, you know, buffer for LinkedIn and, you know, buffer for Google Plus. I'd like to, and I'm going to pursue this. I'd like to see if we can't get one or two of them on here to talk about buffer app. We should. We should. Of course, we, we covered a lot here, but uh, I would love to talk to them just to hear, you know, how they got started and the story and and some of the cool things that they've seen, how people are using it, things that we haven't thought of. And, and uh, yeah, let's get them on. I know, I know either one of them would come on because uh, they're very familiar with who we are and they're, they're very cool to promote us whenever, whenever we speak of them, either uh, in a blog post or in a podcast. So it looks like they're going to be adding LinkedIn as well as Google plus in the future. Awesome. So yeah, let's get them on Eric. Will you pursue that? I will take care of that. Sweet. Delegated. Awesome. All right. So we have covered Jeff Gentry's Facebook versus Twitter. We've mentioned cloud app. We have Hilo covered buffer app adding Facebook. Dave Jacobs has a daughter on Facebook. You want to talk about that? Is that that's an audio clip? Yeah, it's an audio clip. So here we go. Voicemail from David Jacobs. David, take it away. Hey, Cliff, Dave Jacobs, calling for Social Media Serenity. Got a couple of things I was listening. I'm sorry, I'm a couple of weeks back. I'm catching up on old shows, so pardon the, the back in history. But uh, you talk about um, Facebook and kids. Really, I'll expand that to social networks and kids and what to do. Our daughter, Virginia, is 12. Uh, she's all over Facebook, as are all of her friends. Definitely the hot thing for them to do. Of course, I monitor that. I have her account locked down tight as a drum, and that's something you really need to do, especially with Facebook. You know Facebook and all the crazy little options, and not all of them are are buttoned down. So for your kids, and if you don't know how to do this, call a professional, get somebody to help you out. You need to button down that account, lock down all the little screws uh, to make sure that nothing is being shared but what you want to be shared. So I have her account locked down tight. Uh, I basically have to know and approve anyone who she wants to be a friend with. So I do keep pretty close tabs on that kind of stuff. Um, other than that, it's been wonderful for her. Let me tell you a very quick story about why it's a wonderful thing. Of course, all of these social networks are double-edged swords, right? They can be wonderful and they can be dangerous, like a knife in your kitchen. It's a great tool, but it can be very dangerous. So it's just how you approach it. We've moved a lot uh, in our lives. You know, we used to live in Northern California, then Southern California, now Portland. We've, we've, we've unfortunately moved Virginia a lot, and she's changed schools a couple of times just because of our crazy lives. So she's got these kind of disparate friends, uh, especially in Southern California. She went to, like, two different schools. So she has friends at the Catholic school, school she was at. She has friends at the public school, and now she's got new friends here in Portland. So what's beautiful is she's able to continue to communicate, and she does continue to communicate with her old friends 
in Southern California as they're all on Facebook. And it's really cool. She can keep those friendships and maintain them, and they can still talk and joke and share things together. And it's really wonderful, you know, uh, that she's been able to move and yet still kind of hang on to a few of those relationships because of the magic of social networking. And that's one of the things that makes social networking a completely beautiful thing. It's been, I've just been really glad that it exists for her because uh, she can, she can, you know, still enjoy these people, you know, at least in a certain way. So that's the wonderful side of it. I think that's everything. I wanted to keep it short. Anyway, uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. David, thank you so much for the feedback. And uh, that's very interesting. Now, when, when I sit here and I think as a parent, you know, if, if, He's given a he's given a situation where Facebook has been very useful and instrumental in helping his daughter, who may or may not be under the age of thirteen. Um, but uh, certainly, the idea of being able to stay in contact with your friends, even though you've moved from Southern California to Oregon, um, that that's 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 a, a very compelling reason why I might personally consider giving in and setting it up and, and, you know, going through configuring, locking down, you know, having it like maybe a weekend summit <laughs> with my daughter to, <laughs> to talk about the, you know, the do's and the don'ts and the, you know, all the stuff and, and, uh, you know, who knows, maybe even signing a contract and, and all this other jazz, but, uh, you know, and, and, and talking about, you know, how will you use it? How won't you use it? What will you share? What won't you ever share until you're, you know, 18 years old and out of my house? You know, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he. What do you think, Eric? I mean, that that's. I mean, I can't argue against the benefit of being able to stay in touch with those friends when you've moved so far away. And uh, what do you think? Uh, I think he's going about it the right way, at least with locking everything down. Yeah. I mean, if if you're the, you know, uh, bodyguard, the bouncer. Let's. That's a better word. Bouncer. For your uh, children's Facebook account, that's definitely the way to go. Right. Well, I, you know, I, the the one thing I want to do here in in social media serenity, I just want to you know, reaffirm people that you know, as much as I completely understand how to to lock one of these things down, you know, I have three children who are under the age of thirteen, uh, one of which which is dying to get onto Facebook. And, uh, you know, I, I still am very adamant that, that it's not the right time for her. And, uh, you know, I, I think that she has a little bit more time. And, and I don't see this this benefit that exists for her. You know, for, for right now, most of her, you know, we've lived in the same place, you know, in the same relative, well, within five miles of each other uh, of where she was born. And so she's in the same school district she's always been in uh, and she's got the same friends. They're all local. And are most of her friends on Facebook illegally? Yes. Yes, they are. But uh, to be honest with you, you know, there, she she's she's probably the only actually I know this for a fact. She's the only um, she's the only friend. She's the only person out of all of her friends that has an iPhone. But all of her <laughs> phone, but all of her friends have, you know, text messaging and she's got unlimited texting and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I, I don't think that we're limiting her too much. And I think that uh, right now I'm I'm most comfortable with saying that for me personally, under the age of 13, I I still want to adhere to that. But I, I certainly don't judge David Jacobs for his daughter. And I think that if, if you were to go about it, the way that he's going about it uh, is certainly, you know, the way that I probably would approach it as well. 
Yeah. Very cool. Hey, talking about schools, kids, and social networks, uh, we got some feedback from someone else here. This is Steve, who's going to tell us about a social network for schools. Steve, take it away. Hey, Cliff. This is Steve from the Motorcycle Nation podcast, and I'm calling in with a message for the Social Media Serenity podcast. I was just wondering if you guys had heard of the new um, social networking site called Scalabo. This was um, created by a gentleman who was tired of all the papers coming home from the schools down of his child's uh, school events and field trips and other things. Um, he got tired of hearing all this stuff and or getting all these pieces of paper at home. So he decided that he was going to come up with a social networking site. And this site actually keeps um, keeps parents and teachers together on the same page without having to send home a hundred pieces of paper in a backpack. And it covers event reminders, allows parent-teacher messaging, um, permission slips, you can do report cards, and all this is done online through a site um, where you can even direct message each student or each child's um, teacher. So thought this was kind of unique and something new. And um, it's a uh, S-C-H-O-L-A-B-O. If uh, you guys want to look at that and, and um, check into it, it looks like a really useful program that could be used all over. So um, keep up the great work. Enjoy all your shows, and uh, God bless. Well, Steve, thank you very much for the heads up on this. Uh, I had never heard of Scalabo until Steve had pointed it out to me. Uh, and I went over to the site and, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's a, a, a great start. Uh, it's a great idea that he's come up with. Um, you know, if you go to scalabo.com, uh, you, and there'll be a link in the show notes at socialmediaserenity.com episode 105, but, uh, there's a video here and I'm going to let this guy, um, it takes a minute to get into the place where he starts talking. And he says, this is me. This is me. And I'm going to take you through the background as to why we developed Scalabo and what it does. The idea for Scalabo really began with this little guy, Joshua, my six-year-old. And in particular, the amount of paper that he used to bring home in his book bag every evening. Instructions, reminders, permission slips, homework, you name it. Keeping on top of all of this paper-based information began to be a real struggle for me and I found myself constantly missing out on event details, important letters and general school or classroom news. So I decided to see if I could improve the situation for me, the school and most importantly for Josh. Like the majority of parents with children of primary or junior school age, I'm part of a generation that like to use technology to keep in touch with all of the people and all of the issues that we care about. 96% of 18 to 35 year olds use some form of social networking profile. And so we asked a number of schools how they felt about using existing open social networks like Facebook or MySpace to engage with parents. The feedback was pretty consistent with concerns over security, control, who moderates content and how private the system would be for a school. Yet despite these concerns, the schools did acknowledge that parental engagement using technology is still a real challenge and aspiration for them. They wanted to find new and innovative ways of using technology to engage with the modern parent, if not only to reduce the amount of paper generated to send home in the book bag. And so began the process of creating a private social network that provided the control, 
simplicity, security, and easy to use functionality that schools and parents were looking for. Scalabo was born. All right. If you want to hear the rest of it or see the rest of it, go check out scalabo.com. Anyway, I think this is a brilliant idea. Um, and I saw some, you know, video footage of what it look kind of looks like and stuff like that. It, it is only for schools and, and stuff like that. I think that, um, it looks like it would be in an early, early stages. I think for kids to be, you know, I, I imagine, I, I don't know. It seems to me more that he's talking about, you know, this is a way for teachers to interact with students now. Um, do you, is your your youngest she's in uh first grade now right yes okay so do have you already noticed does your first grade teacher have like a website where you can go in and see spelling words and stuff like that yet we she talked about some of that stuff um back when we went in the for orientation yeah so one of the things that i'm noticing is that uh at least in our school um, as far as communicating with our teachers and finding this without, without even the need of having a social network, um, we as parents are able to log in to the school system with, uh, with the password that we've been given and we're able to log in to the school, uh, website. And then we are able to go to a personal page for each of the teachers and then on that page, you can actually see announcements and links to documents. You can actually see spelling words, homework assignments. Um, it's kind of like each ter- teacher has their own co- kind of a blog for the week. You know, here's the news update of things that you as a parent might want to know if you're, you know, the, this is this is this is information. And of course, every one of those teachers has their personal email addresses up there where you can simply click and open it up and send an email right to the teacher. And I can tell you right now, the teachers in our school district or, or at least in our school are very responsive. Responsive. Usually you get an email back either the same day or the next school day. <clears throat> and uh, I, I don't see that as a real big issue right now. I'm wondering what Scalabo is going to offer to, let's say a, a like my school. It, that that's not there already. I mean, it's not going to connect the kids to each other, right? No, I don't think so. Well, and remember what he said that was the initial, you know, catalyst for him was not wanting to miss out on information and as well as have a ton of paperwork coming home. So it seems more like it's a communication tool more for teacher to uh, parent. Right. So So I think as long as you have a good teacher who's using all the tools... That's the thing. That's the critical thing. And and here's the other thing is, is, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to stop sending the stuff home with kids yet. Yeah, we're yet. not there yet because not everybody is as technologically savvy to do away with paper just yet. Right. And well, gosh, if you drive, if you drive uh, 10 miles in, uh, let's see, if you drive 10 miles west of our home, you can't get anything other than dial up. Right. You know, that, so you're, you're looking at dial up access at the bet at, at its best. And to be honest with you, that's just not, not something you can rely on. And, and not everybody has internet access yet. 
Um, and I know that sounds crazy for those of us who have been, you know, we're, we're running with our 30 or 50 megabytes down and three or five megabytes up and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, we've got cell phones with, you know, just tons of data galore, but uh, there's still a lot of parents and a lot of families in our area that are not on the, the internet. They're just not. And so it's, it, I, I don't know. I, I think you're still going to see, be seeing all those papers coming home and stuff like that. But uh, one of the things that I do love is the idea of, of what's going on here. It's my hope. I would love to see like uh, a single social networking site that is kind of, you know, grown from the ground up like this Scalabo and see it being adopted by more and more schools, getting a little bit more funding, make, make it look a little nicer. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I, of course, I don't know. Do you, you know, should each school have their own social network? You know, it's kind of like we have our own Ning, you know, will schools really want to sign up for this? I, I, th- I think that, uh, it depends. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and it's, you know, how do you, you know, school by school or is it school corporation or is it something the state does for, the, for all the schools in the state and so on, you know, who has ownership? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting stuff. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see how that goes and, and I'll keep an eye on it from this point forward now that I know what it is, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Hey, next up here, we have another social network. Maybe we don't know. Lyft. What is Lyft? Lyft is the reunited founders of Twitter working together again. And if the article would load, there. <laughs> closed by read right web article. Uh, Lyft is Ev Williams, Biz Stone, and Jason Goldman, and they announced their latest product again. It's a stealth alpha app called Lyft. Hmm. They describe it as a way to help users achieve their goals through positive reinforcement. I love the sound of this. So I could use some of that. So I signed up for the beta. Um, I have not heard anything yet, but if you go to lift.do, lift do, uh, it's a, it's a little picture. It's a, it's a black or it's a blue background wall with a, a like a wooden platform, and then you've got an elevator with a rocket on it. Yep, and it says "Lift, achieve anything." Give us an email; we'll let you know when we're ready. And uh, I haven't gotten an invite yet, but I did enter my email, so I'm I, waiting to see what they've got. I love this. I mean, just the idea. Well, number one, here here's what I here, here's why I'm already excited about this. Number one, it's the people who created Twitter. All right. And, and so that number one says, you know, I like the way these people think and I like the services they've created and they have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge about the way people are using services like Twitter, which happens to be my favorite. So then I come to the site and and the idea is that this isn't just another, you know, Hey, what's going on kind of deal status update kind of deal. But this is positive reinforcement about what are your goals in life. And, and here's my feeling. My feeling is that the reason why people don't achieve their goals in life is because people don't have goals in life. You know what? I mean, that, that, seriously, that's what I'm finding is because, you know, ever since I left my career in insurance, I've achieved goal after goal after goal after goal. In fact, 
there are very I there are very few goals that I haven't already achieved or are very close or certainly on a fast path of seeing success in working towards achieving that goal. And and the the big difference between, you know, what's happened to me since I left my career in insurance and what happened to me before my career in insurance is that I never really thought about goals before. I never thought about setting them. And and so I think a service like this that would bring people to start thinking is like, what do I want to achieve over the next year? What do I want to where do I want to be in five years from now? Do I want to be do I want to be doing what I'm doing now? So, number one, I'm excited about the people who are behind this and I'm excited about bringing goals to the forefront of people's minds and this idea of creating a social network that is going to give people the opportunity to motivate one another. And in, in a way, that's kind of how I use social networking. A lot of my existing stuff, it's kind of like I put my goals out there. It's like, hey, I went and, you know, I, I just got back from a walk and stuff like this. And, and there, in a way, oftentimes, and I've actually said it in a podcast, uh, you know, hey, if you notice that I'm sitting there posting in the morning that I just went out for this walk and I did, and then the next day I went out for this walk and I went out another day for this walk and all of a sudden you see me go about a you know three four five days and you haven't seen me post anything about going for a walk can you ask me you know it's like I I'd be oh I mean it, not in a judgmental mean nasty way but in a very kind friendly hey I haven't seen anything about walking how's that going. You know, and, and and I get that a little bit, you know, and, and sometimes it's more so like, for example, on GSPN Extreme, it's like, hey, guys, just want to let you know, I did not get to go out for my walk. I'm, I've got it on my calendar to go at 1130. If anybody wants to, you can ask me, you know, if you don't see me mention anything by, you know, one o'clock about how successful my walk was, feel free to ask me. And of course, Wayne Henderson's like, you know, at, you know, one thirty, two o'clock. He's like, hey, how was that walk? And I'm like, I'm so glad you asked because I got a phone call that I wasn't expecting. And now I'm planning to go at 430. <laughs> and, and, you know, I need that sometimes. Are you still with me, Eric? Yes. Oh, okay. I, did, I didn't know if you were there. So, so I'm already looking for this kind of accountability. I'm already looking for this kind of service. And, and so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I need to do that. It's more walking. That is. No. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking. That's where I went in my head. I was like, you know what? I I've been thinking about this, and I need to get back to it. And I've been... anyway, I was thinking of doing what you were talking about. Um, it it also says here that this thing used to be called Mibbles. Oh, so there, it's an it was an existing service already. I believe. Yeah, it says. You know. Let's see here. Well, here it is. It says back when it was called Mibbles, users joined mul- multiple groups with names like Happy Dog, as in I want to. Okay, I want to keep my dog happy. Uh, love or home. Uh, let's see here. Then gave themselves a. Uh, let's say okay. Then they gave themselves a vo- awards they achieved and accomplishment leading towards goals. And uh, let's see here. They were they okay. So they got awards or achievements in this. I was just talking with a friend. I, you know, I love an app that, you know, I can actually go in and design what my milestones are. Here's my big goal that I want to go to. And then as I read and he's like, here's a milestone. Here are some here are some things that I'll need to do along the way. 
And as that, as I achieve those and mark them off, I would love to get like a little achievement badge. Like you get in Foursquare. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And it says, how does the user experience uh, flow so far? It appears that the newsfeed metaphor is employed for each group. And it looks like this in the group slash. Uh, so there's a group which is hashtag present presentation skill uh, user Tony. I can't pronounce that last name right there. Uh, the company's co-founder uh, gives himself an award for remember to say my name and other users in the group can click plus one to like what Tony did. Okay, so basically I remember to do this. Okay, good. In another group, health, user CT Montgomery, uh, who built the interface over, okay, accomplished the award, ran for 20 minutes. He cross-posted to the group's workout and uh, for real, what is it? Uh, for real histamine? Or no? Oh, for real this time. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's all running together. And you know what I like to do when I do um, when I do hashtags that have more than one word? I always like to capitalize. Yeah. The, 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 the beginning of a new word. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. User Tony liked the award. Group number one. So it, it, I don't know. It, it sounds like this might not be as detailed as what I like it to be. Although... What they're saying here is this is what Mibbles was, but it looks right. looks like they've purchased Mibbles and they're retooling it. And I'm excited about what might be here. Yeah, I look forward to it. I hope that it works. I hope so. If nothing else, the graphic for their landing page for Lyft.do, I like it a lot. It look it 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 looks clean and simple and beautiful. And uh, I, you know that you know. The, as far as I'm concerned, I, I believe in aesthetics. I, I obviously I, I talk about aesthetics a lot. And when I go to scalabo.com, I, I think, man, you talk about you hire somebody, you spend fifteen hundred dollars, maybe eight hundred dollars, or even seven hundred seven hundred dollars, even five hundred dollars. Chances are you could get a landing page that would just sell your idea there and take it to the whole next level. Literally just the the landing page scalabo.com. So what I want I want to encourage people to do is just look at scalabo scalabo.com consider that landing page and then look at lift.do major difference. Oh yeah. You know I'm I'm super excited about one. The other one I had to really be sold on the concept and then I'm like, "Eh, we'll see." And and I hope it gets better. And it's like, "Wait a second. What what if it's amazing?" But the functionality is there, but it, it, there's something about aesthetics that, that I think really drives adoption. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Cool. It, it instills confidence in the product. Exactly. All righty. Well, there we go. So we've talked about a lot here. Speaking of uh, social networking, one of the coolest things about social networking is when you have spent some time getting to know somebody and the way that you met them is online but then meeting them in person face to face. And uh, there's an opportunity to do that here at the end of this new month that we just entered into, which is September 2011. Uh, On September 30th, we're doing a gspn.tv community meetup in Chicago. So if you go to gspn.tv forward slash Chicago meetup, uh, come hang out with uh, myself and a bunch of other people in the gspn.tv community. Also my good friend, uh, 
uh, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. He and I are actually uh, co-hosting this meetup together. Uh, we're both speaking at a conference there in Chicago, and we decided to go a day early to do this meetup. So if you're interested, gspn.tv slash Chicago meetup. Also want to let you guys know, head over to AuthenticLifeRadio.com and see the video announcing a new podcast coming soon. Until next time, my friends, join the community.